You're listening to episode number 342 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Wanna gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So I ended up finishing Las Vegas, the the entire series. <laughs> and it's funny, without ruining it, I think that it ends on the perfect cliffhanger to end on because it's exactly what I don't give a shit about. <laughs> like you got right to the point where, where they're, oh no, what is it? Like going, don't care. Like, well, good, because we're not going to come back and tell you. <laughs> tell you this, actually. Um, in one of the episodes of Knight Rider, follow me on this, and I'm not talking about the David Hasselhoff. Okay. I'm talking about Reboot. It was um, a reboot of Knight Rider? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, there is a passing fancy is the best way for me to phrase it. And quink, frankly, Mark, I will text it to you <laughs> so that I'm not um, ruining it for any of Karen in particular or other folks that may want to go and watch it. But there's a, there is a, mm, a reference to, 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 to the show Las Vegas in uh, Knight Rider. That is. Really? Oh, yeah. They were doing a it's something I noticed in that show is they did a bunch of crossing uh, or crossover stuff with other shows like they did Crossing Jordan they did like two or three different um, yeah. crossover episodes. Yeah, I, that, I remember the name Crossing Jordan. I have no idea what it, the show was. Or yeah, what it the was only about. reason I know is because in the show notes it said guest starring from Crossing Jordan. Oh, okay. Like, oh, again. Oh, okay. <laughs> And so, Tony, I'm only maybe about halfway through season two, so I apologize. I'm slowing up getting the DVDs back to you, but, you know, I was waiting on Mark for so long, and then he just decided to go on without me, so now I'm playing catch-up. <laughs> well, and one of the things, Mark, I'll be interested in getting from you, because I love, Karen, I love that you're tweeting out, you know, your your observations about the show as you're watching it. Mark, I'll be interested in getting from you your comments Assuming that you're watching it again with with Karen, what are things, what are subtleties that you pick up on the second time around? Because it's not necessarily, quote unquote, new to you now. Right. Now that you've seen, you kind of know what to expect. You kind of know what's going on in this particular episode or maybe this arc of shows. I, I can um, tell you one thing I've already gotten good at doing now is whenever they do any sort of city line, the second the Montecito should have been shown, <laughs> I can pick it out now and like art beat. Right. Like going, Come on. Here it comes. Montecito. Nope. No Montecito. yeah and like i said i i went on a run i don't think i've been paying as close of attention maybe now but i was going on a run where literally for like four or five episodes in a row i predicted the storyline within like the first five minutes or when they're not gonna do this are they when they when they do like the little subplots because you know you always have like an overarching whatever's happening in the casino and then there's you know one or two little subplot things happening behind the scenes um, as soon as those pop up, I'm like, oh, now this is going to be a thing. We're going to do that, too. And Mark's so funny because he just looks at me because he's not going to tell me if I'm sure. right or not. Um, <laughs> no. But it's just like it's it's ridiculously uncanny how quickly yeah, how, how on on the mark she gets him. <laughs> That's wild. Nice. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the uh, listen, I know I've said it before and I'm, I, I will be brief because I'm not saying anything new. 
it's a great show for number one, just being fun and light and airy. It really and is. when yeah. they do try to get serious with some, some of the storylines, you're like, Oh, come on. It's just, it's, it's like when, it's like when soap operas try to get, you know, a, a heavy, right. In right. Some sort of, <laughs> right. Some, but, uh, but in addition to it, just kind of being a fun 45 minute episode show to watch that just the, the visuals of it all is just so much fun. And, and the real intricacies that they went into particularly after the first year to do exterior shots of Vegas, but then it still comes back into a sound stage, which is the Montecito. Right. Um, it's and, and but the, the, they really did pay, at least in my opinion, such wonderful attention to detail to some of the different things you expect to see in a casino, the random one-off, um, what you what sounds like probably cheering at a, at a craps table, it's oh, off right. screen, yeah. Right. But, yeah. but that that roar, you know, kind of comes up in the middle of dialogue. It's just, it's a fun show to watch. Right. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, and this, for some reason, this one scene is sticking out in my head, and I, I don't think I'm ruining any storyline by saying this. So the um, there's an episode in season two that um, Harry Hamlin is in. Oh, okay. right, yeah. And, you know, Mr. Super Tan Guy. But he's, he's driving in a convertible oh. down the strip, I mean, you can see he's driving and all of a sudden he looks down in his side mirror and he's checking himself out for the longest period of time. And I'm like, don't, you're going to hit something. You're going to hit something. Please, please put eyes back on the road, please. And it, because like, he's literally just staring at himself in the mirror. Right. And the whole time running through my head is this, please, please, you're going to, no, crash. Hold on. He's going to crash. He's going to crash. Don't do it. So, yeah. Oh my God. But it is fun. It, it's a very fun show. And I, yeah. even with the predictability of the storylines, it is, yeah. it's, it's just fun. And there's a ton of eye candy for anybody watching this, whether yeah. it's the Vegas eye candy, whether it's the people that's in it, the number of guest stars that are in this thing yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. every episode they have two or three, like at the, who at the time would have been major stars and things happening. Right. That it, yeah. It's, it's every single episode. So it is fun. And we're making everybody jealous who can't get a hold of it right now because they don't have access to <laughs> right. the DVDs and it's not streaming anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, let's get into the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Some common poker player superstitions include never picking up your cards until the dealer is done dealing, never picking up your cards with your left hand, never letting someone put food or put their foot on your chair and never gamble with your legs crossed. So no women. <laughs> Why? I got that from the legs. book Las Vegas Behind the Tables. I, I get not letting somebody else put a foot on your chair. I totally get that. Yeah, I get that superstition. That makes sense. I get the not picking up the cards until they're all dealt because I think I do that. With the left hand, that seems a bit hand racist yeah and <laughs> racist <laughs> you know it's it, you're you're racist for people who are left-handed oh, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other i mean <laughs> uh, that one i don't care about but i i do agree i don't think i would ever i don't think i ever pick mine up when you can pick them up so you got to be playing at a pitch table obviously in order to do that but well, no, no no this is for poker players oh poker players oh yeah it's been so long since i played poker but i could see that yeah. Yeah, totally uh, not you I couldn't do it for texas hold'em though you wouldn't know whether to stick around or not. Well, no, but you can pick them up once the initial dealt is done. Oh, right. So when you have your your two cards down and they've done the flop, then gotcha. you could you could do it then. Yeah. I traditionally will not pick up my cards if I'm at a Texas Hold'em table until the dealer has successfully dealt all of the cards to the players because there have been too many times when I've picked up my two cards. They've missed somewhere. And or, exactly. Yeah. And I look and I've oh, been wow. dealt, you know, pocket rockets or something along those lines. And on the one hand, I probably shouldn't be upset because maybe I got those two cards in that order, which I wouldn't have gotten if he would have dealt them correctly. But sometimes there will be instances where they will deal it incorrectly. I mean, correctly to me, let's say based on where I'm sitting at the table in relation to the dealer. Um, but he, he or she screws something up later on. And so I, at this point, I just wait to pick up my cards to look at them until the dealer goes, all right, folks, you know, go ahead or, or opening right. deal, you know, right. or something like that. So as not to um, ever see a hand that I wished I could play, but couldn't. Let's move into Twit Pick of the Week. It's one of the best pictures I've seen of the property that only lasted a year before being absorbed by the Mint. The Birdcage, not the one made famous by Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, existed on the corner of Fremont and First Street, 
known today as Casino Center Boulevard, from 1958 to 1959. The gem of this picture, shared by At Neon Museum, is the marquee, a large bird cage. A large bird bird cage? (laughs) A large bird cage. I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to make it worse. (laughs) With an oversized pair of dice inside. This one's for me. I, I, I get if you guys are looking at this going, what? Like on this oh no! I think it's I think it's a cool me. picture, and I I do, and I'm glad you put it in the the narrative because every time I hear Birdcage, I think of the movie with <laughs> right. Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. It's one of my favorite movies of all times. It is one of those that if I happen to be scrolling through channels yeah. and it's on, I don't care if it's edited or whatever. Like I just leave it on. Like it's <laughs> it's one of my favorites, and there's so many good quotes in it. And for some reason, though, because I've got such a strong connotation with that name, yeah. I imagine that a birdcage casino would have been fabulously themed. Right. <laughs> I, I just I just have that connection in my brain. And I, I think it would be fun if there was a, a, even now, like a bar or a club or something called the birdcage, I just think would be fun. Right. Sounds like, sounds hmm. like, a, what, what a, like a karaoke bar or something like that. Or a drag bar, but yeah, well, something along those lines. I'll try not to go obvious, Karen. No, it is obvious, but it, it, all of those would fit in the same, yes. It, they would all be acceptable f- versions of it, I would think. That's great. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. So Wynn fights back. Wynn Resorts is suing 15 to 20 unnamed people involved in the fight in the Encore Labor Day in in Encore Labor Day weekend. There you go. <laughs> that wasn't jumble or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> Citing a quote "make it rain" cash thrown in the air riot situation, creating conditions that eventually caused the fight. After the fight began, reports of a man swinging a liquor bottle and hitting several people with two security, including two security guards, was hit the, by multiple men. Was the, the guy then that was swinging the liquor bottle ended up being hit by multiple men? Is that what you meant to say? No, I don't think so. I think, I think what I meant to say is the guy with the liquor bottle hit several people, including two security guards. There you go. That makes sense. I think, I think that's what it is. And I think about like this like how dense some of those liquor Ooh, bottles are man yeah it's not like you know swinging a beer bottle at somebody that no. at least will you know it, granted it's still gonna like hurt a gray but, goose bottle man you could you could beat oh, shit out of somebody with a gray goose yeah, bottle that would or, not be good like can you imagine what you could bludgeon somebody with uh, a, a, a patron with a patron bottle that thing's oh yeah that's, that, a little that's rock. hard to get a grip on though because the neck is so short <laughs> right. like a gray goose bottle's got oh. a long enough neck on it that you could get a grip on that to right. swing it you'd almost have to like on a on a patron you'd almost have to like tuck your fingers under like a bowling ball well, well sort of yeah but I mean you'd have to kind of tuck your fingers under the little rim of the, right. the top and then, you know, swing it that way. Wouldn't you, you would, it would be, it would be a ten, ten, tenuous. It would be grip? more of a weapon that you would use once. Like you'd grab it and you'd oh, throw you it at it. somebody. Yeah, like would, you wouldn't uh, like, like with, with a Grey Goose bottle, this is, this is a repeat weapon yes. you got here. This, this is like a, basically a bat is what it is. Yes, <laughs> it is. Awesome. And the, this whole That's good. This alcohol street fighting brought to you by 360 Vegas. <laughs> no, 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 no. We do not want to be associated with this at all. Please, no. These are just observations. Um, but yeah, the crazy thing is, this literally did start by somebody in the middle of a casino just started throwing money up in the air. I just, Who I keep does this. I, maybe I shouldn't be as forgiving as I am, but I'm just like people are just so pent up right now. Well, and the funny thing is, is to your point. Um, Vegas Metro posted something that they they really think that a big part of why there's been so many fights is there aren't clubs open, which is exactly what you've been saying. Yeah, they don't get to the peacock whole time. anywhere. They're, right, it, they it's just all built up. Yeah, and so they they end up doing it in public with a bunch of people that are maybe not interested in peacocking like you would in a club to use right. your words, and so it mm-hmm. it causes some of these fights in these battles. But it is interesting that even Metro Police has come out and said. 
Yeah, you know, we really didn't appreciate what, what the clubs did for us when they were open. Right. Yeah. And and at least there, because there were, I mean, there were fights in clubs, obviously, but security was there and it's a much smaller confined space. Right, right. And everybody kind of knows what they're expecting. Right. So it wasn't spilling out into public places like it, it has been. I, I agree with you. I, I agree 100% with you. <laughs> Uh, lastly, Wind Resorts is suing for at least $15,000 in damages and promises they will spare no expense or effort to identify those involved. So, yeah. So, Tony, this brought up a thing when I was I was listening to this going, wait, how are they s- suing unnamed people? Like, how do you do that? They're unnamed to us because, like, they didn't release it via the media. Well, and I also think that... Um they they don't know yet. As, as Mark's note here says, quote, spare no expense or effort right. to identify those involved. Yeah, right are. now, it sounds to me like they're saying we're going to sue 15 to 20 people. And it's and sometimes you do file um, you do file lawsuits uh, under the name John and Jane Doe because you don't yet know the exact names of the people that you're suing. Um, and so you'll just, you'll, you'll plug in and, and, and if I can be real honest with you, uh, to a lesser extent, that's kind of what happened with Scott's lawsuit of vital Vegas, because the Sahara is alleging that not only would, would Scott be liable as a defendant in the lawsuit, but he, the John Doe could very well be the bartenders that were giving this bad information to Scott Mm -hmm. that is the subject of the lawsuit. So you just plug John Doe in is a name and then you fill in the actual name of the defendants Mm -hmm. as you learn who they are. Huh? That's cool. But then what, what happens? Like how do you move forward with the lawsuit? Because if you don't know who you're suing, they can't mount any kind of defense. So is it just putting it on public record that, Hey, we're going to do this so that anybody that was involved in the fight goes, Oh shit. And they know Uh, they're in trouble. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. And plus to a certain extent, you, um, you know, you'll, you file, I mean, I get why wins doing it. Wins doing it right now because they, they need the PR, um, machinery to, to be working in their favor to show that yes, they're doing we, something about this. Exactly. Okay. We know this happened in our casino. This will not be tolerated in our casino and damn it. Look at this lawsuit that we're bringing against 15 to 20 unknown people at this time. You better believe we're going to spare no expense and right. effort to identify who they are. And we're going to sue the shit out of them. Yeah. How now dare they be, mess up our property yeah, this way? Basically. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Battleborn pins or Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, the Mint. Milton Pro, majority owner of the Sahara and the Aladdin at the time, opened the Mint on Fremont Street in 1959. The design, engineering, fabrication, and installation of the property's marquee was documented by the company behind all of it, Yesco. Eight years before the non-for-profit known today as the Neon Museum was created, this 96-foot-tall sign considered one of the most memorable in Vegas history, was lost to the world in 1988 when Binion's acquired the property and expanded into the space. This mini piece of vintage awesomeness costs $10 alone or $26 as part of the Vintage Vegas Combo Pack, which includes the Stardust, Shower of Stars, and the Dunes Turret Marquee. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price by another 20% when they use the promo code 360 just go to battleborn.shop or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn pins. Right. So, uh, so next up, Park MGM can smoke my meat pipe because they've gone smoke free. Well, they can't. They can't smoke, or at least they can't do it inside. <laughs> it's a concept that has been implemented in other markets with varying degrees of success. Agree with it or not, it's an angle. And right now, Park MGM will take any angle that might lead to people actually playing at the property. So it was announced that when they reopen September 30th, Park MGM and Nomad will be the first fully smoke-free casino in Vegas. In related news, Cosmopolitan now only allows smoking or vaping in designated gaming areas, not while walking through the casino. I'm waiting for Tony's read on this. <laughs> you know, listen, here's the deal. Um, Vegas, I don't understand you. Um, first of all, you you want to be the the city where you can do things in your city and enjoy things in your city that you can't do back home. But, you know, back home, I don't have to deal with 
you know, a, a th- three zero roulette, triple zero roulette. Um, you know, I, I don't have to deal with uh, drink vouchers back home mm-hmm. uh, in Michigan, at least in Michigan and Indiana. I can smoke in all of the casinos. I can't in Illinois or Ohio. Subsequently, I don't take my play to Illinois or Ohio. Right. Um, you know, it's it's weird to me where now well, one thought at a time. It's weird to me where they pick and choose what sort of quote unquote vices they want to encourage or or have you indulge in. I get right now today on on uh, September 25th, 2020, as we're recording this podcast, that COVID is going on and that there is a a concern about to what extent does the inhaling and exhaling of the smoke, you know, put the COVID uh, uh, particles out there in the air. Uh, if you're touching stuff and then you're touching your, your, your fingers to your lips when you're holding a cigarette, what, you know, is that potentially going to cause you to, to catch the COVID? I get it. Um, so I am hoping this is, 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 uh, just because of the times that we're in that all being said, I also am okay with park MGM giving this a try. This will either end very, very well for folks like me who enjoy having, you know, a a periodic cigar in, in a casino, or it's going to go very, very bad for people like me. If it bombs at, at park MGM, Every casino is going to point to Park MGM and say that that right there is why we will never be able to go smoke free. And, so for all, and, one last one last point, no, no, and then go, I'll go. promise I get off my soapbox for all the <laughs> zealots out there that are losing their ever loving mind about how awful they think c- c- uh, smoking is in the casino and how they can't wait that this will be the panacea of all casinos. You've got your casino now you better put up or shut up with your money and staying there and making it work (laughs) because when it doesn't, you've had your chance and you have to shut the fuck up from henceforth. Well, and and they, they, Tony, you really do need to, to realize too, that you got what you asked for, but if you don't patronize it, first of all, this place is already doing bad. So if you implement something like this and it doesn't do well, it's already not doing well, you know. So it's right. just it, it, you're. It's 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 like those of you who are championing. Oh yeah, let's get smoke free out there. Like on, you got a bad egg here. You know, like this is this isn't going to work out well for you. You already. It's not like they introduced you in a property that was fair. They were like, well, this place that's already you know, not pulling anybody in. But I think so. Number one, Tony, to your point about you know. Vegas is supposed to be where you go to do all these vices and now they're saying you can't do it. They're only doing it in one property and it's the smallest property on the strip. So, you know, there's that. If you're going to try it's it. It's not the smallest property on the strip. It's one of the smallest. What From a hotel it? standpoint? Cromwell. Oh, okay. One of the smallest. <laughs> Cromwell's not even open yet because the Love, the love Island love people Island. are infecting it. So forget COVID. They got something else spreading down there. Right. Um, so I, I think that if you're going to try it, this is a good place to do it. And I do think that, you know, even before the rebranding, Monte Carlo sort of had an identity crisis. It wasn't known for anything. And I don't think Park well, MGM they also helped didn't, it. They also didn't like what, it, what they were. Like, they were known for discount. Like, yeah. And that's what it was. And they weren't happy with that. Well, because quite so, honestly, the name Monte Carlo doesn't match up with discount. So I, I get true, true. Why. But what it was meant to be originally was bringing high end right. to the middle class. It was, you know, so it was meant to 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 be a bit of a juxtaposition. Right. And it, it didn't. It had an identity crisis, and so they part of the reason why they rebranded and went to Park MGM was to sort of address that. Well, they I yeah they want they wanted to brand themselves up. I don't think they did. That's my personal no, opinion. Uh, you know, we've spoken about the rebranding and what they've done to it. And I mean, it's exce- not, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I mean, except it. for, uh, Italy, I like the, the property. I, I just, I think Italy is a terrible idea and, and it could have been good. I was excited about it. I'm not so much anymore. Yeah. So I, you know, for Monte Carlo, number one, I'm surprised it's taken this long to reopen it because of where it's at, its location and everything else. Well, it sounds like now like they had to do some deep cleaning. Well, yeah, because once that smoke smell is in there, it's tough to get out. Yeah. So I think, you know, and both of you guys are right. I think that this is going to be a make or break moment. If it works, then great. But I do think it's going to be a niche thing because I do think that there are people, some of which, you know, are on this podcast who love their 
cigars, brandy, gambling, all of that rolled into one. And they're going to be really fucking pissed if they can't do that anymore. So, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't see, I can't imagine Vegas, knock on wood, ever going smoke free. And I don't like, I, I mean, I might try playing it park MGM now because it's smoke free. Cause I hate sitting in a table with somebody blowing cigarette smoke in my face. Right. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't think that's the best thing for Vegas to have every place go smoke free because it's Vegas to Tony's point. Yeah. I, I, and I agree in summization to everything that has been said here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Beat that. Next horse. up, there was a four Queens fire. At least five vehicles were destroyed or damaged in a fire at the Four Queens parking garage. The fire was reported at 1.45 a.m. and took 20 minutes to extinguish. All told, no one was injured and the damage is estimated at half a million dollars. The cause is still under investigation. So I, I put pen to paper. Yeah. Five vehicles destroyed with a damage estimation of a half million dollars means that those five cars were worth about a hundred thousand dollars a piece. No, 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 no. They tore up that garage. If you've not seen pictures, the the entire, oh, you haven't? Oh, you got to find them. Oh, that's right. You printed out. I was going to say, click on the hyperlink. Yeah, click on the hyperlink for the story. The whole one side of the garage is gone. So, so where, if you, you've had a picture of Four Queens parking garage, I mean, it's a parking garage, but it has like these metal slats or whatever going through it. Okay. They're completely gone on a whole section of the garage. You can see two layers now, like the ground layer and and the next layer. And then it started to reach into, into a third one. And it also damaged a bus that was parked outside the garage. Was it a bus or was it the bus station? No, it was a bus. I heard bus station. Okay. I thought it was a bus. I could be wrong, <laughs> but whatever Still it was. Bad. Yeah. I mean, if it was the That's station or the bus. So, I mean, this yeah. is not, no, the cars weren't worth a hundred thousand a piece. Four Queens. Right. Well, and then I, I'm just kind of sitting here thinking, shit, our car was parked there like the weekend before. You know, it's so funny. I thought the same thing. Like it's such, it's one of those weird things. You're like going, wow, I, that could but, have been me. I was just there a while but ago. But the funny thing was, is the level that this happened on was like valet. So this no, wasn't uh, where us general, you know, general population people parked. Gotcha. This was like where that, which makes it probably even worse that somebody valeted their think, car yeah. and then all of a sudden it went poof. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I bet you got some pissed off people. Someone if they happen to be up parked. up hoopty. It was like completely out of oil. So the engine was just hot as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. That's, but this is, this is a white for, for folks um, that do have a way to, to link to it. um, Check out the image. That's, that looks like it must've, do you think they, they like had to bash that part of the wall away or do you think it melted it? Is it metal? What what do you think is going on there? What a, what a great question. Uh, Cause how, how evenly, so it doesn't look to me like it's, like the firefighters came in and cut it. Did a whole I think it melted wow. and they Jeez. took advantage of that probably from the street to get in there and try to put it out wow. would be my guess. Okay. Okay. Right. Just a guess. I don't know. Yep. It wasn't there. I think it's a good one. Okay. I will buy that for a dollar. <laughs> and lastly, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders tailgate. While fans aren't allowed inside Allegiant stadium per COVID safety precautions, the stadium is offering a tailgating experience. If you'd like to watch TV outside in a parking lot and four to five hundred dollars doesn't seem like a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> Food and beverages included in those costs and fans are also allowed to bring alcohol from home. But space is limited. As we've talked about <laughs> the parking spaces. Well, the yeah, parking is limited just in general. Parking and, and, yeah. and then they're going to try and space you out. I, I thought this was cute, but I don't know. Tailgating is a fun idea. You know, well, but part of it with tailgating is normally you go to the stadium. Yes, you pay a ridiculous amount for, uh, for parking, but you get there super early. You, you party outside until the game starts and then you go inside and watch the game. Right. You can't yeah, go just inside and watch the it, game. Yeah, now you're watching it outside on a TV. Right. Exactly. That's, it, really, that's really what you did. You drove somewhere. You had the comfort of your home to be able to do this. And you instead took a TV, drove somewhere, put that TV outside. Well, and what <laughs> said, I said, hey, let's watch it here. <laughs> what I don't know is our... No, our, no, 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 no. I'll bring food and alcohol. <laughs> well, no, you don't have to bring food. They'll provide that. You just got to bring the alcohol. Right. Um, and I think, I, I could be wrong because I didn't read this. I think you're actually watching the game on an, on that outdoor massive screen on the side of the stadium, I think. 
Because, so I, I don't think you have to bring your own. I think somehow they've they set up a viewing option is, is what I believe. Yeah, I Again, did, I I did see that they, they set up the, the viewing option. Right. I don't I don't know if it's the side of a building. Or one of those big inflatable screens that they right. just station them around the, the right. different Something spots like in the parking lot. I, you know, I guess if, if you were a diehard... Raiders fan. This has been part of your life for right. Yeah. Or and, and, and or you're you know live in Vegas and you're just so excited about because the NFL coming to Vegas is a huge deal. It really is. Yeah. So I I guess I could see if you were just a diehard fan, I could see where this would be an experience. And again, I'll, I'll put it as a positive COVID experience because you could be one of a few hundred people that actually get a chance to tailgate and do this and it right. could be a hey you remember that crazy year when or the first year when? so I, I kind of get that yeah. um, I don't think I would do it <laughs> no I wouldn't I don't personally I don't think it would be that much fun um, for me because I'm not a sports ball person but for but, you know for that 400 to 500 dollar um, ticket if if you get I, I mean I don't know if there's a parameter on how many people <laughs> can I pull can I pull my cousin Eddie Winnebago in? No, they say no, there is. five. Yeah, there's a limit. All right, so it's a hundred bucks a person or one twenty-five a person. Yeah. That you know, if if that's your jam, I I could see where that would be valuable. I was chatting with Mitchell over Facebook um, this week, and one of the things that we did chat about was even I, who am not a sports ball fan, would have been would have enjoyed the opportunity to have been at Allegiant Stadium to watch the Raiders versus Saints, Saints game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because he's such a big, I mean, Mitchell of all people is, I don't, I bet you there are days, you know, on some days he'll wake up and in and, and Vegas is his most favorite city with New Orleans being second place. And then there are and other days where he'll so. wake up and New Orleans yeah. will be right. his, yeah. his favorite city with Vegas being his second favorite. I, I, I was at the gym last weekend when the game was on and, uh, I, re- I thought of him specifically thinking if Mitchell were in Vegas when this game was going on, I bet he would lose his ever loving mind. And then I thought, <laughs> I wonder who he would root for. And then I thought, oh shit, it's Mitchell. He'd root for both of them. Every time they scored, he'd be like, yeah, no, he'd, right. he'd root. He'd root for the saints. There's no doubt in my mind. He'd root for the saints. I, all right. Well, I, Mitchell I, weigh in with that. I, yeah, let's, he can let's weigh in. I, I bet you, I don't, I, Tony, figure out what you want to put on it. I bet yeah, you I'm not because I think you're right. I don't know. I think I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. He's a giant Saints fan. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I like so I guess I like that they're offering this as an option to folks that want to. I do want to say, though, that the reason there are absolutely no fans allowed in is not necessarily due to COVID restrictions. It is um, due to the owner has said. If all the fans can't come in, none of them are coming in. Okay, right? and, and he based, hasn't. Uh, yeah, so the owner is still in there. based on COVID security precautions. Well, yeah, but not entirely. He, he, yes, because none of this would be happening were it not for those for COVID. But some people could possibly get in. He just well, won't let anybody in. I think that's probably his point, right? Is is if I if I can only let in, and I'm making this number up, but I can only let in one third the people because I got to leave, you know, two spaces empty between them. Well, the only way I can make any real money off from that is charging sky high ticket prices, and in that case, I'm not going right. to. Well, and, not, and, no, and the other thing is, how do you? And Mark and I have <laughs> talked about this. How do you pick? Because you know the stadium has sold out all of their season tickets and, and PSLs. So if you sure. can't let every single season ticket owner in, ooh, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Even if you no, do it as like fair. a random lottery, you're going to have some pissed off people. Smart. That's so, by the way, what is a PSL? personal seat license so you it's a fee that you pay up front and then you have the right to buy tickets and it's you own it it's a one-time fee that you pay up front you own it for life which means you can always buy those tickets always buy those tickets unless you can then sell it if you decide you know what i'm 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 getting too old or i'm not interested in this anymore whatever it's a fee to to have the right to pay another fee tony right i was gonna say because i don't i don't know how that's much different from having Season tickets. It's it's you know you have to you have to have the the PSL in order to be you know able what to buy Tony think about tickets. it this way you know how you have to ante up to play uh, yes. a three card poker and then once they they have the cards out you have to ante up again. Yes, that's like it's, it's like, like it's that. kind of like it's that. like your initial ante up. Yep. Okay. See, see when you put it in gambling terms, kids. <laughs> Tony, Tony, maybe that's how you have to get me into sports ball. You just got to find a way to. We, right, we can I, teach I, you how to gamble on it. There you go. That could be something you could get into. <laughs> 
For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Milo set Cosmopolitan, an original restaurant at the property when it opened in 2010, is relocating to Venetian. Plans are for a $10 million renovation to the 13,624 square foot Aquinox space. No word yet uh, when the move will be or when it will be complete, but I do have a question for you, uh, Mark. Is this $10 million renovation on the 13,624 square foot of Aquinox, is that, going, is that what their size is currently, or is that what they'll be once they incorporate Milos into their existing space? No, Aquinox was the space that it's going into. Aquinox is 13,000 square feet. And Aquinox is now closed and Aquinox Milos is, is now moving closed. Milos it. is taking it over. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I see. Now, see, this is why it's fun to ask clarifying questions. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I it see could also why... be the reason it maybe wasn't written 100% correctly. Just saying. What is oh. this shit coming I'm from? I'm just saying. It's an option. It's a possibility. <laughs> I choose to believe I just misinterpreted the way it was written, Mark. (laughs) Suck up. I know. What the hell? Good Lord. I'm disgusted with myself right now. (laughs) The RJ Reports auditions were held this week at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center for more than 100 open positions at Circa's Stadium Swim venue. Positions available included cocktail servers, bartenders, food runners, lifeguards, and box office cashiers. Six months after they were required to close due to COVID, Tropicana and Oyo reopened this week. So just for the record, once... That's about as much fanfare While as they they're get. open and, yeah, and Park MGM, once that's open, the only two properties left are Cromwell and Plant Hollywood. Right. And we have, a, I think, an opening date for Plant Hollywood. I think that just came out in the last day or so. I haven't heard it. I thought I saw it. Anyway, I, I think I saw something as well, Karen, but I, it was it, like, like I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw something on right. it. So yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, this is exciting. The Moulin Rouge sign has been restored to working order and is now on display at the museum boneyard. Um, it's do, huge. Is it? So have you guys had a chance to see it or are you just kind of commenting off from no. The, the video? No, no, no. Well, we, we went a couple weeks ago during the day and, um, took a, a friend, our friend Mel, uh, was in town and she'd never been to the museum. So we took her and as we walked in, we were getting ready to you know, see if she could guess what it was because, you know, the way that it was sitting up before it was all sort of miss, the letters were mixed up. Right. And the only word you can make out was like love just by the way that they have it played out. So we walk in and we're like, okay, can you see it? And all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, it's together. Right. And it, it was mounted on, you know, the stand. So it's, it's, it, uh, it is massive. It's yeah, huge. It's cool. They didn't have it lit yet when we were there. Right. But um, we also went during the day, so you really couldn't tell. But it's it's massive. Oh, I'm excited to get to see it. Is um, You say here that it's been fully restored to working order. Now, in theory, to me, working order, restored to working order would mean it was piping the neon through. Yeah, is that, it is. It is. They piped no neon. Shit. Yes, yeah. they did. Oh, that's impressive. I just wondered if maybe they had lit it the way, you know, the other shows oh. are, or no. signs are lit. No, no, no. no. They, they did the neon. How impressive. Yes. I mean, it's, it's oh, I can't wait to see it lit up. It's just going to be awesome. Cool. Nevada Brew Works is the latest brewery added to the Arts District, taking over the, fa- the space formerly home to an auto body shop. Located on Main Street and Imperial Avenue, the 1,542-square-foot space will brew its own beer, but an opening will serve various local beers. <laughs> I like that. Though. They're like, we have a plan. We're going to make our own beers, but this whole COVID thing fucked yeah, everything Yeah, I mean, up. it takes so, some time, so let's so get it open gonna, and start selling. we're going to open, and, and our beers are forthcoming. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got a cool outdoor patio space with a big... Um, oh, shit, what the hell are those things called? I want to call it a silo, and it's not a silo. It, 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 you can tell it's a brewery because it's got this this big round tubular thing out front. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of what it's called. Now. I know I know what you mean. It, thank you. Yeah. Tuesday morning, a flight headed to Las Vegas was had to be diverted to Omaha, Nebraska when a disruptive passenger refused to wear an airline mandated mask. Law enforcement escorted said passenger off the flight before it could continue to Vegas. 
If I was on that flight, I would be so so fucking pissed. It's like, I am finally on a vacation. I'm going to Vegas where I haven't been for forever. I know. I can't can't even get get there. there. And I I have to, this is delayed because you're an asshole and don't want to put a mask on. Trying to make a point. Just put your fucking mask on and shut up. Right. There's at some point you got to think of people around you. Right. This is the second one, actually, to my knowledge. Uh, I saw our local news the same situation happened. It was a Detroit to uh, Vegas flight and they had to, they actually turned around and came back to Detroit Metro and landed and mm-hmm. escorted the asshole. That's off even the worse. You got to come back. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> At no. least diverting. You're like, just get him off. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm hoping that it was, you know, 10 minutes after takeoff, the guy's like, okay, well, haha, we're 30,000 feet or close yeah, what to are you going right. to do? What, I'm just going to take you gonna it do? Exactly. And they're like, right. Oh no, we'll show you. What we'll exactly. Do. Oh, we'll show like, you. God. That's it. Uh, it's like your parents. Turn the car around. Like, all the one back. Plane around. <laughs> Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the fabulous Flamingo. The third hotel casino to open on Highway 91 is now the oldest hotel casino on the Las Vegas Strip. Flamingo's current incarnation looks absolutely nothing like the original. In fact, it said the final piece of the original structure was torn down in December of 1993 to make way for the hotel's garden. While not the luxury resort originally envisioned, the Flamingo has continued to evolve to keep up with what the market needs, even if that means becoming the premier low-end property. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts start at $27, Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or you can go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. Clark County bars were approved to come back online this past Sunday at midnight, seven days after the governor reclosed them in response to the COVID-19 number spikes. That, that's 70. actually 70, not 70. What number did I say? You said seven. seven. Oh, it's been a lot longer than seven. I know, like seven days. You're like, oh my God, it's been <laughs> seven the days week of my life. without a bar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 70 days. That's, that's crazy to me that it, um, that that's, that's how long it's been. Yeah, right? that's the reclosure. That's crazy. Because they all yeah. open back up when the casinos and everything were allowed to open back up and then they mm-hmm. shut them down. Right. And it's yeah. it's weird because the majority of like the video poker bars have the plexiglass partitions in I between. Don't mind as much as the partitions between the because they're they're bigger than the when bigger. you're sitting like when we were sitting at the blackjack table. Right. You were in a confined little space. You've got much yeah. more room in this and it's open to the bartender. Right. It's just a divider between the person next to you. Right. I, uh, just a question. How how so I understand with the with the table games, you know, they the 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 um the, the plexiglass on the side of you goes probably a good I don't know what, maybe like a six inches or so, even further in front of you. Um, And then it's also closed off straight in front of you to the dealer. I get that it's open to the, to the bartender. So that has to help. I'm sure tremendously, but all, but then how much further um, from like, where does it stop? It's past the the gaming machine. So the the back end of the gaming machine, it goes a little bit past that. Okay. From what I remember. Yeah. Oh, yay. Magic Mike Live <laughs> is moving its production to the Sahara and will reopen in spring of 2021. Oh, so see, they, they plan to be around until they then. They do. They plan to at least be around until that opens. Sahara, that is. Right. Life is Beautiful announced plans for their next downtown event, September 17th through the 19th of 2021. No word who will perform at said event. I like that. That's ballsy. We're going to throw a concert. Who's going to be there? We don't know. A don't year know. away. We'll figure it out. I know. That's it's right. I, I got a year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Buy tickets now. It'll be cool. Trust us. <laughs> That's right. And it may it's or may not up. get, you know, postponed and canceled again. We'll just see. But oh, no, go ahead and buy the don't tickets. Even. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a little jaded. Oh, I don't blame you. Did you guys have any uh, tickets for any shows that <laughs> subsequently got? Oh, yes. Several. Yes, yeah. we did. We had um, Gaga tickets. Okay. That got... 
It didn't get canceled. It was postponed, right? Because we didn't get a refund. We got canceled, but a, a Ticketmaster and everybody just refunded. They just gave you like a credit. Right. Mm. Um, and then we had tickets to My Chemical Romance. Right. And that one also got postponed. We had Incubus. We were waiting for corn. And there was somebody else, and I keep forgetting, there was one other show that we actually had bought, aside from those three, and I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, no, we we had stuff that... Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Especially for you guys being as big of concert goers as you are. I mean, you guys oh, seem to like a very large swath of... Yeah, of, of sorts I mean, of that's types of music. Yeah. One of the other perks of actually living here because everybody comes through Vegas, so you can see right. anybody. Right. Yep. And yeah, to have some. And again, we finally bit the bullet on the Gaga tickets because we, you know, we know they're expensive, but I cannot wait to see that show. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, sorry, you waited too long. Now you're gonna have to wait <laughs> even longer. Right. Yep. <laughs> people were injured in a shooting on the sidewalk in front of Paris, Las Vegas at about 2 a.m. Multiple people were arrested, including the shooter. God, that's scary. It's scary because a lot of us, like 360 Vegas vacationers, were out that late. And those right. are the areas that Vegas vacation essentially takes place in. I mean, it's just that's a scary thought that at any point in time, one of our folk could have been in that well, you know, general area. In the vicinity, yeah. I mean, I think, again, yeah. with this situation, they did say there was an altercation between two parties and one of them pulled out a gun, which seems how all this happens. So, you know, moral of the story is don't get in a fight with somebody and if you hear people yelling, walk away quickly. Absolutely. There are so many times it seems like people on the on the strip are looking to, to cause trouble and I usually will just, you know, ignore it, stay away from it. Um, yeah. I remember one time, and it's been a, it's been a while now, but I remember one time walking the strip and some guy was trying to trip people on the strip. Like he was walking up to you and he was kind of sweeping his foot at, at your, at your, at your ankle, like trying to, trying to trip you as you might wow. be taking a step forward. And, you know, fortunately I, I kind of saw it coming and, and when he kind of swiped at me, I was able to avoid him. Um, but I also just kept walking cause I thought I'm, who knows? I mean, the guy's obviously looking to be a dick and, and, and right. be a problem. Right. So stay the fuck away. Yeah. Speaking of Harry Hamlin uh, from Las Vegas, Karen, what's your bullet point? <laughs> An alleged drunk driver slammed 25 feet into... Sorry, some notifications just popped up on my thing and it covered it up. Um, <laughs> an alleged... Let's try this again. An alleged drunk driver slammed 25 feet into the pedestrian barriers at the Fremont Street Experience east of Slotzilla early Monday. Fortunately, no one was injured and the vehicle was stopped by a concrete barrier before it did any real damage. So wait, so when you said it, it slammed 25 feet into the pedestrian barriers, is that long? 25 feet in. So like here's the street. So it hit the barrier and went 25 feet. No, 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 no. no. It went, it, it went 25 feet off of the street that it should have been on. It went 25 oh. feet where it shouldn't okay. have been. Okay, got it. Got it. And, and at the end of that were concrete barriers. <laughs> Thank God for the concrete barriers. That's a little so, scary. Karen, you had asked what what would happen if Harry Hamlin stared in his room. <laughs> right, <walking>. exactly. <laughs> Fortunately, no one was injured and the vehicle was stopped. Oh, I said that already. Yeah, Never mind. Yep. So you where where was this on east of Slotzilla? Oh, I know where this is. Down by, wouldn't that be um like uh, Walgreens and and Heart Attack Grill and uh, the Irish? It's, it's yeah, it's thing? the it's the the Irish Bar and yeah. the Heart Attack Grill that side. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. What's wrong with people. Gilly oh, Saloon at Treasure Island was fined $6,073 after inspectors found the bar was not complying with COVID safety standards. Specifically, people were found eating and drinking at the bar top. My, my first thought when I saw this was, of course it's Gillies. I'm not surprised right. at all. But I mean, <laughs> seriously, like somebody doing something the gross rule is you have to have your bar top closed. Yeah. Why are you... I mean, maybe they made enough money to the $6,000 fine isn't a big deal. I don't know, but it's maybe, just Maybe like, it's like that uh, frozen daiquiri place from last week. Where, or, Fat uh, Tuesdays? Yeah, where they were just like, no one will I know. I still don't know how they're open because they don't serve food. Well, they weren't. Oh, Karen, they weren't supposed to be open. Is the point? <laughs> but no, they still have. No, like, no, no. There are other locations that are still selling because I've been seeing pictures on Twitter since the one that was right on Las Vegas Boulevard was closed. I don't know how they got open in the first place. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
The RJ reports a man stole a cab in down. This isn't mine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> That's awesome. I go, you I go, he parties. goes. I go, you go, he goes. That's kind of how this works. For, for the listeners at home, we've talked about this before, but yes, old man Snyder likes to print off his 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 script, his notes that he gets from <laughs> from Karen, uh, from Mark every week. And and in these uh, these prep bets, they're just, you know, they're, they're bullet points. And there's, you know, one, maybe two sentences to the extent of the bullet point. So what Tony does is he goes through and he, since I always kick off, I circle the first one and then I count not Tony, not Tony, Tony. And I circle the bullet point and I go, not Tony, not Tony, Tony. And I circle the bullet point. And so I get to the bullet point and I'm like, wait, I don't, I thought Karen read the Gilly saloon, but Tony, just trust yourself. When you circle it, darn it, you're just going to read it. From Hopefully you did the, the circling RJ reports before the a man stole a cab up. in downtown Las Vegas just after midnight. The vehicle was at the Golden Nugget dropping, oh sorry, the vehicle was at the Golden Nugget dropping off a fare when the man jumped in the vehicle and took police on a chase that ended in Henderson. Made it all the way to Henderson? The only thing that that I, I applaud this for is if this cab driver was one of those people that pull up to some place and get out of the car and just leave it running. Those are the people oh, I'm, I'm, I'm always, assuming, yeah. Those are the people that I'm always like, how funny would it be if somebody just got into your vehicle and took off? <laughs> like, turn your goddamn car off. Who apparently, are you? Apparently not that funny. <laughs> well, and it was midnight, so it wasn't like you needed the AC running because it was, you know, triple digits outside. Right. It has been officially confirmed that the next season of Shark Tank was filmed in Las Vegas, specifically at the Venetian. Las Vegas debut on Monday Night Football was the highest rated Monday Night Football game in a decade, pulling in 15.5 million views. That's 31% increase from last year. Nice. I know, right? Edge Vegas is reporting that Hard Rock will officially have their grand opening as Virgin Hotel on January 15th, 2021. That's, uh, that's bold. Well... They got to put a date out there, and I appreciate the fact that they're they are waiting a little bit. Right. Um, it's probably smart, and there's nothing that says they can't push it back. Yeah. So, Vital Vegas reports that Circa's Eight East Asian Restaurant will debut when the property opens October 28th, two months ahead of schedule. What's funny about this is the reason it wasn't supposed to open with the initial opening and it was going to wait till the hotel opened was they thought there was going to be like a crane going through the middle of the restaurant space as they were trying to finish everything else out. Hmm. And apparently, you know, Derek worked his magic and said, nope, I want all my restaurants open and changed the schedule around. And so now it's, now it's going to be open. Okay. And I'm excited about it. The menu looks delicious. Yeah. And lastly, it's Uger uh, or it's sugar <laughs> as some, some think it, it's pronounced. Uh, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection this week. The candy chain has two locations on the Strip, one in Venetian's Grand Canal Shops and one in Bally's Grand Bazaar. That's not like a Vegas chain, right? They're a bigger chain. Yeah, they're bigger. Okay. Yeah. I I never understood how just a candy store makes it anyway, but that's me. It's it's, it's lollipop dreams and... Uh, champagne wishes and lollipops. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not right. It always ceases to amaze me the number of uh, types of candy stores and whatnot that are in the different casinos when I when I walk around them. I just think to myself, uh, how much fucking sugar are people buying when they're right. on vacation in Vegas of all places? And I get it. Listen, to each their own, however you want to get your high, if you're going to get a sugar high, you know, knock yourself off. Personally, I prefer my sugar in the form of distilled beverages. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I shan't judge. That's uh, going to do it then for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. This week, we've got uh, some listener feedback. We got an email, Karen. Uh, who's it from and what do you have to say? So we got an email from listener Scott Jarvis. Scott says, after listening to your podcast and you said you stayed at the Four Queens, I couldn't even get out. Oh, no. Before you told of being underwhelmed. We have stayed in multiple rooms and suites in the downtown area, and the Four Queens was definitely at the bottom. We stayed there right after Binion's closed their hotel. 
The bathroom was way too small. Yes, it was. And they didn't have the appropriate door hinges installed because the heaviness of the doors would slam shut, making a hard time to sleep when needed. Yeah. The elevator situation was ridiculous, and it's the smallest hotel on Fremont Street. We even had a long-time Binion's employee tell us we shouldn't have stayed there. She told us to stay across the street and walk over there to gamble. Thanks for the review of Oscars. Have to go on next visit. Hope everyone is doing well. Scott. Well, thank you, Scott. It's it's not it's not the smallest on on, uh, on Fremont Street. That would be Golden Gate. I would say we've stayed in a smaller room. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, which, but, which would be the Golden Gate. Yeah, with a smaller talk bathroom. About small believe rooms, it or not. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that, that's an experience that that uh, that bathroom was tiny. Like you could not be sitting on the toilet it was, and, it was and open the door. It, it was <laughs> it was funny. I'm glad that that we had that experience so we can talk about it. But it's not anything I'm rushing back to. Well, and no. and fortunately, apparently, I had such a good time the night before that I did not hear our neighbors next door, you know, partying or screaming or doing whatever the hell it was you do. Because I remember you asking me that morning, it's oh, like, didn't right. you hear them? I'm like, I heard nothing. Yeah, was I was bad. out cold, which was great. But yeah, the elevator situation is ridiculous. That's bad. You know, so thanks, Scott. I, I wish you could have saved us from it as well. But, you know, Mark got to check another uh, uh, a property off of his uh, bucket stay at list. So, yep. you know, live and learn. How many nights did you guys end up staying at uh, Four Queens? Oh, just one. Just one. Oh, okay. So at least you were literally able to just, you know, have the little experience of it and and be able to say you're done with it. It's not like you did a two or three night stay. Yep, there. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Very good. Listen, one last thing before we get out of here. We do want to uh, pay a tribute to a friend of ours, a fellow by the name of John Williams. We got to meet John uh, and his wonderful wife, Colleen. They are Canadian. Uh, unfortunately for from Vancouver, yep, yep, which is in Canada. Uh, so not an incorrect statement. <laughs> no, I'm just clarifying. Because Canada's She's a argumentative big, today. I am not. <laughs> See, as I'm arguing that I'm not argumentative. Right. Canada's right. a big country. I just wanted to, to specify. That's true. That's true. Yes, they, they are from Vancouver. Uh, you guys actually got an opportunity to uh, go visit them and ski with them, I do believe, if that's, uh, if that's a true statement. And you can talk about that here in just a second. But uh, sadly and unfortunately, uh, John has been sick for a little while and he has passed away. Uh, he suffered from something called... Uh, frontotemporal dementia which uh, from my understanding is it seemed to impact uh, effectively from like his waist up yeah it caused him to have difficult um and, and i don't know if he ultimately lost the ability to to speak but i know that it had it had considerably slowed down his speaking uh you know the 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 irony of the whole situation among some of the folks that, that know john and, and colleen is the guy would be able to go and run these long distance runs and in long distance, like 5k or, or longer, but this sad and tragic aspect of having this, uh, frontotemporal dis- dementia was it caused him to be unable to tie his own shoes or to, to zip up his own jacket or to even speak. Mm-hmm. But here the guy was then subsequently able to go out and run you know, these very vast long distance runs, despite having this unfortunate, you know, situation that was impacting him from the, from the uh, waist up, but um, very, very kind human being. It was an honor to get to be able to know him and get to call him a friend. I am, I am so saddened for him um, and, and, for and, and Colleen, Colleen. Yeah. but uh, you guys, you guys uh, also had a chance to visit them in person. Do you guys want to say a, a, anything before we close out? I want to, but and if I get choked up, it's just, and I'm going to get choked up. No, we had a chance. We did go. We went to Vancouver, and um, they didn't go skiing with us, but we did go go skiing, and then got to spend. We went actually to a hockey game, uh, the Canucks versus the Maple Leafs. So it was a big inter Canada rivalry thing. It was so much fun. Um, he really was one of the nicest, kindest, generous people I've ever met, and funny on top of it. Um, I remember a story, I think one of the last times he was in Vegas, uh, and we were, we were staying downtown. It was before we moved out here and, uh, Mark had had a little bit too much fun the night before. So he's, he's like, all right, I need some hair of the dog. So he was going to like the ABC store cause they had like the two for one beers, like the tall boy beers or whatever. 
and Mark goes in and buy, <laughs> buys the two for one tall boys. And as he checks out, he turns around and who is standing there but John. And John just kind of looks at him and looks down at the beers and looks back at Mark and he goes, breakfast? <laughs> I mean, just, he was just the, a funny, kind, generous person. And the funny thing was he didn't drink. He didn't smoke and he didn't gamble, right? No, he gambled. Oh, did he gamble? There were two things that he didn't do. He didn't curse. You just said okay. two things. I thought there was something else, but he, and and it didn't matter. So he could still, you know, put up with all of our drunk asses, um, and was just the nicest, generous, kindest person. So mm. it's it's awful that he passed, and I feel so bad for Colleen because she had to watch him kind of deteriorate over the last few years, and this is where I'm going to get choked up. But at least he's not, you know. He's laughing and, and smiling and talking someplace now. But Absolutely. Sorry. No, don't apologize. He was he was a great guy. He was a great guy. And um, he, he was out. He and Colleen came out both the uh, Vegas vacations two and three. So it was uh, it was an honor, like I said, to, to be able to call him a friend. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode number 342. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360Vegas and get 360Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on over at zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. If you'd like to be like our buddy Scott Jarvis and send us some feedback, written or audio, please do so. You can do that at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at 360 Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. <laughs> <laughs>